Welcome to Inner Peace with Dr. Reese, a program that can help you become liberated in the modern world. Now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin W. Reese. This episode is about clean living, which is the fourth of the seven C's. And this is the C that, um, well, people don't like. <laughs> and people may look at as unfun or un-American, could be another term. Um, but the opposite of clean would be dirty or toxic. Either word works in this case. So it's something we need to address uh, more than what was addressed at the seminar. So today I have Tina with me. Hello, Tina. Hello. Hey, you're a perfect person to talk to about this. Cause <laughs> I'm you, here to bring the fun. You, you like dirty living. Oh, stop. <laughs> we, we have to keep in mind that the whole point of all this, the whole point of the seven C's is to dissolve the ego and dissolve the identity and get to a place of bliss and um, a place of, I'll say, deathlessness. When we live our lifestyle toxically, it's much harder to reach that state. It's virtually impossible because the society hypnotizes us it programs us by hypnotizing us for example uh there's so many songs right now if somebody just said one line the whole thing would flood to you right now uh could be a michael jackson song it could be it it could be row 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 your boat It it could be anything a movie right uh Goodfellas is considered one of the better movies of all time. Very violent. Mm-hmm. You know, the scene when uh, Joe Pesci finally dies and they, they, they put him in the, the back of the car. But it's about real life stuff, too. Of course. I'll be talking bad about my people. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's a toxicity there. And it, it's obvious. It's almost like coffee. It's like people are such huge coffee fans. They can't live without it. But they wouldn't dare give a cup of coffee to their three-year-old. It's, it's definitely not a normal thing. And that, that's, that's kind of like the dirty living that the society gives us. You wouldn't let a five-year-old watch Goodfellas, mm-hmm. right? You, you wouldn't want a three-year-old to listen to some new-age trap music. No. You know, I don't want my 12-year-old listening to <laughs> So, you know, we're clouding our minds. We're, we're hypnotized. Mm-hmm. Hypnotized. Programming comes from repetition. You know, this is something that I came very close to when I was 21, 22 years old. I just got on the radio. I was so happy to be on the radio. But I came from college radio. I played my own records. I had freedom, and then I got the commercial radio. I was gone. It's 18 jams in a row. Mm-hmm. Same songs over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And they weren't even great. Like, it, it was 
the catchy songs, mm-hmm. right? You're not going to listen to a commercial hip hop station and hear Talib Kweli or Don't Immortal button. Technique or anything like that. It's going to be well. Back in my day, it was like a whole bunch of lollipop songs and my chain hangs low mm. <laughs> and it was like nursery rhymes it's like the trap music was coming in yeah i know right when i moved back from florida that and happened. the down south music is mm. what took off yep. when i was there in my early 20s mid 20s mm-hmm. the little john stuff and it, it was quote unquote crunk in the club <laughs> but when you hear these songs over and over and over again that it, it's not healthy just like watching Goodfellas over and over and over again is not healthy. Mm-hmm. To dirty living, we become desensitized to violence, to anger, to sex. So we see it so much in our music, in our movies, in our television shows, on our YouTube videos. We 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 see we see it so much from like twelve years old on. <laughs> we we and we become desensitized. To the point where you've seen somebody pull out a gun and shoot someone on TV, on video, so many times in your life, you don't even realize somebody's really taking out a gun and shooting someone, <laughs> even though it's acting. You know? It's it's normal place. <laughs> and there's violent video games where you can actually be the shooter. <laughs> um, you know, there's a laser tag even. Uh, we don't even realize our fascination with guns and violence. And then we, we wonder why, you know, kids are shooting up schools. Like, really? It's not a gun issue. It's a hypnotist issue. It's a programming issue, right? We are hypnotized to be sexual and violent. Just imagine someone who's never been exposed to any of this. And what their life must be like. Peaceful. Right. It's almost like this this dirty style of living, this toxic style of living, creates clouds so the sun just can't get to you. The sun's just blocked, you know? And every now and again, it comes out. And it's like, ooh, this is great. And an hour later, oh, it's all dim again. And so... First and foremost, it it starts with food. It starts with food and beverage and what we put in our body because that dirties our physical body. So obviously, you know, we have the other podcasts out there, the people versus chronic illness, you know, that kind of details all the people that had to reverse their health issues, their physical health issues. So we, we already know this, but briefly... You know, if we're eating the fried chicken and the ice cream and the the candy and the brownies and stuff, we get clogged up. Mm-hmm. And what you don't eliminate, you accumulate. And then we get health problems. And when you get health problems, uh, now that affects your mental health. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's an avalanche effect, you know. But health problems also come from stress. Mm-hmm. Bad relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that comes from non-clean living. So we move on from the food, and we, we look at video. I guess we'll just call it video, because you can't just say it's movies. It's television. 
You know? YouTube. YouTube now? Sure. So, you know, you can you can put on YouTube or Facebook anytime and see a street fight mm-hmm. or somebody dancing to trap music, somebody twerking. twerking. <laughs> Little kids twerking. You, <laughs> even just people talking to the camera and all the bravado and all the, it's like, the, it's like, you know, it's fake. Yeah. It's fake. People are acting fake. And a lot of this comes from the videos that we've been watching our entire lives. Movies, right? Why, why don't parents want their three-year-old to watch Jaws? <laughs> They'd be scared out of their mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, why wouldn't you want a five-year-old to watch The Exorcist or a Freddy Krueger movie? So something like Freddy Krueger or Goodfellas. You know, Goodfellas is almost worse than a Freddy Krueger. Because it's real. Because it's realistic, mm-hmm. right? There really is a mafia, mm-hmm. and these stories are either real or they're taken from something real. Mm-hmm. People should know you don't mess with Italian people, you know? <laughs> it's a good lesson. <laughs> and get Chopped in the throat. And you get chopped more than in the throat. <laughs> and, and then so, you know, we have these movies that are really corrupting us and even even now the marvel movies you know it's still violent are they i don't watch them they're still violent that's what superheroes do they fight Mm. right so now kids they watch like jana watches this family like a young family that has little kids and they like record their life mm -hmm. and they sell merchandise with their names on it and they're like making all this money on YouTube and kids like to watch them like live their daily lives. That's what they're into. You can count that as reality television, I guess. Yeah. You know, that goes back to the real world. Cops. Cops was the original mm-hmm. reality TV back in the 90s. Cops. There's then the real world and then the Kardashians took it to another level. Mm-hmm. And so you have... And you, 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 you watch this and you see the egos and you see this mm-hmm. and people attach themselves to egos. Things right. So this is not clean and we're, we're creating mental health issues for ourselves mm-hmm. and we don't even know it. We don't even know it because you can't get to the blissed out state. You can't get to that inner peace when your mind is constantly thinking about what you saw on YouTube last night or you're thinking about that scene in Goodfellas or you're, or you're just like the food, you know, it causes blockages. And then we get the music and music might, might even be worse because music, music is so powerful yes. that it can survive without video, mm-hmm. but video can't survive without it. Mm-mm. If music didn't exist, suck if music didn't exist (laughs) then how would they make a movie right if music didn't exist how would they make a television show it wouldn't wouldn't be able to all the you know emotions and everything music evokes emotion and let me change my language songs because technically music doesn't necessarily mean lyrics. Mm-hmm. 
What sound? If somebody is playing a flute or a piano, that's mm-hmm. music. Mm-hmm. When there's lyrics, that's more of a song. Mm-hmm. That's a song. So it's really, and this is something I had to come to grips with, it's the songs, it's the lyrics that are the problem. You think about all the songs you got. People singing R&B songs. I should have left you. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> it's like people whining. Yeah. People whining. Booty begging. Booty begging. <laughs> I've never heard that term, but I learn something new every day. And also violence, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. Uh, gangster rap. DMX. DMX. These are all guys I used to listen to, you know. Is it realistic? Yeah, it's like a documentary. Mm -hmm. But watching a documentary isn't necessarily good either. You watch a documentary on, let's say, um, gang life. Is that healthy? No. But we don't, you know, this goes back to confinement. We don't know how to be alone. So we constantly have to feed ourselves with entertainment to distract ourselves. And we love dirty entertainment. So back to music. Uh... You know, like I talked about at the seminar, something like, you know, Eye the Tiger. Mm-hmm. You know, that's going to make you work out a little hard. Mm-hmm. It's going to get you going. Uh, this is a big reason why the Rocky movies have worked for all these years. You take music that makes you want to work out and be better, and you put it to some good images mm-hmm. of some guys being athletic. You create it. I think Sylvester Stallone might be the true innovator of MTV. It's the late 70s. Yeah. And so that makes you want to work out. A sappy song is going to make you, it might tap into an emotion that makes you want to cry or makes you feel bad. Um, bon Jovi, Living on a Prayer is like the hope anthem that gets you up. Yeah, man, I'm living <laughs> on a prayer. I can do it, you know? Um, so there's all this music or all the all these songs that tap into you and they, they put that battery in your back and they make you they make you feel like you're something but you're not. It's not you. You know, when that song is on and you're just like, oh yeah, and you're like, oh, and you're in your car and you're jamming. <laughs> oh, it's not really you. And it I see it all the time. I, I pull up at a stoplight and there's somebody next to me and their car is And they're just jamming to like something. (laughs) Um, And you can see it in their demeanor Mm -hmm. that they are now possessed. It's a possession. Music possesses you. Uh, It just gets inside of you and it like makes you like. (laughs) But I like that. It pushes you. It's stimulation. Why wouldn't you? People like ice cream. Because it's stimulation. If you like that, maybe you don't like yourself. Because we can't be ourselves when we're possessed. It's almost like, you ever see somebody get into a fight and their bravado completely comes out? Mm-hmm. And, you know, like men, like they start grabbing their nuts and stuff. <laughs> and they're just like, they have to like, you know, neck tough. 
Yeah, but it's a possession. If somebody listens to a lot of rap music, mm-hmm. they're probably more inclined to fight mm-hmm. because they can tap into that those emotions to that DMX song, to that 50 Cent song, mm-hmm. and act off. With DMX and 50 Cent, they are tough dudes. They come from the streets. But the people listening to it aren't necessarily tough. I remember, uh, look, it's not like I wasn't a music guy. I mean, I worked on the radio, for goodness sakes. And I hosted and put on a lot of underground rap concerts. And I hosted battles. It doesn't get any more nitty gritty Mm. than rap battles. And I I hosted them all at Toad's Place. So this is basically, for anyone listening, if you want a visual, watch the movie 8 Mile. That's (laughs) that's exactly what I did, okay? And... There's a there's a bravado there. There's a there's a if I if if it wasn't for my ego, I wouldn't even been able to do it because people would have ate me up. Mm-hmm. I had to control the stage. They had to respect me. They had to know I wasn't a sucker, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And there have been times where somebody would, would might step the line, and I would have to, you know, I'd have to look them in the eye and say, "Look, you know, I no problems here, man. You know." I mean, I could have been punched in my face many times. And it's, you know, it's growing up with all that music and all these gangster movies that just, they they possess you. And so they give you the battery in your back to kind of be not you. So I was a big music head, you know. And, and then even in my later years and spiritual years even music is what got me through my workouts you know how the heck am i gonna run five miles without some jamming music Mm -hmm. and it can't be slow music it's gotta be boom 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 it's gotta be like you know there's music like that without words though right and and i use that for my transition electronic music Mm -hmm. but it used to be the fast r&b songs the lady gaga the usher the justin timberlake the fast ones those fast songs would get me through it Mm -hmm. i couldn't even do rap because rap was more lyrical rap was more like lifting weights Mm -hmm. you know when you can concentrate on the lyrics a little more but cardio cardio is one of them things where you just need to zone out Mm -hmm. to get through it and so the music helped me get through it but how does it get you through it? It causes you to daydream. You start daydreaming. The music possesses you, and you get caught into, um, you know, ushers. The DJ got us falling in love again. <laughs> However, that I forgot. How to, DJ got us falling in love again. And then all of a sudden, you're on the dance floor. <laughs> and you're, you're grinding on somebody. And, you, and you're thinking about that, you know, that person from five years ago. And you're like, yeah, I remember this. Or, or you're completely making it up. Now you're on the dance floor with a stranger you've never met before. And you're, you're just making it up. Yeah. So like, like I said on... Um, episode two of this podcast the delusional mind 
does the three A's, okay? It assumes, it acts, and it analyzes. And that's what it does. Mm -hmm. So when we get these possessions, we start acting. We start acting, which is another word for fantasizing. You start acting. Now you're an actor. <laughs> now you're imagining things that have never happened. And it's all because the music possessed you. And that's why it's more dangerous than video. Because video, the video allows you not to daydream because you're focused in on the, on the video. Mm -hmm. You see how that happens? The distraction of the actual video kept your mind from acting because you're watching, watching other actors, including reality stars. So that's what I did, and I was like, oh my gosh, how am I gonna do it? How am I gonna do it? I love music, love music. So I started doing the electronic music, you know, weaning myself off, you know. Eventually, I started listening to audiobooks, and I'm like, how am I gonna do five miles <laughs> with somebody talking? <laughs> Like how I'm talking right now. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. It was a transition. And then came flutes and... and I could do that because yeah, the zone Pianos. Piano, violin, and bass. I would experiment with jazz. Mm -hmm. I'd, I'd, you know, go on my uh, Amazon Music. I don't have the Apple one. I have the Amazon Music that comes with Prime. Mm -hmm. And they got a lot of music on there. Mm -hmm. Type in whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Jazz with no lyrics. Or classical music, Beethoven, whatever, Bach. It's all beautiful music. Mm -hmm. Just think it. Think about it. Back in the day, that was Lady Gaga and Usher. But when you're listening to that and you're running, you're still zoning out on something else, aren't you? That would be. Yes, but you're not being corrupted. You're not being corrupted. And um, eventually I got to, you know, I went to the East, you know. You get into the Indian and the Japanese music, the Zen music, and, the, you know, sometimes they'll combine it with soundscapes. Mm -hmm. So you got, like, you know, the rain mm -hmm. combined with a beautiful flute. And I fell in love with the flute. The flute is just the I most... Used to play the flute. It's the most amazing mm -hmm. instrument ever. I want to learn how to play it. It's on my bucket list for sure. Okay. Thanks. How to play Mary Had a Little Lamb. <laughs> oh, no, no, good, good. That's probably all I remember. <laughs> and so, you know, it was a transition. It was a transition. And then you start getting into this peaceful Eastern type music. Kind of like the music at the beginning of this podcast, you know, mm -hmm. the intro. It's a flute. I chose a flute. And it possesses you in a different way. It's like a peacefulness running over you. And it's like, whew. sometimes you might even cry. Mm -hmm. It's cathartic in a way. It, 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 it just, it's, yeah. like, it's like detoxing. It's like detoxing. It's like a rash is coming out or, <laughs> or a parasite is coming out, you know? It just, because the, the beauty of it, right. the beauty of it, and you start getting away from the lyrics and you start realizing that lyrics aren't that beautiful 
How beautiful voices! But if you heard one, you've heard them all, no, pretty no. much. No. Sure, an opera singer is different than Usher. Right. But Usher isn't too different from Justin Timberlake. Oh yeah. See, you're being a critic. You're being a music critic. But if you brought you someone, the difference in their voices. if you brought someone in who does not know who these people are, has no idea who Justin Timberlake is, no idea who Usher is, they're not gonna know the difference. They're just gonna be like, "Oh, that's some upbeat R&B type stuff," right? There's um reports, and I don't know if it's true or not, but that the whole reason why Michael Jackson had the nose jobs and all that was because of his voice. It wasn't because of his looks. He wanted to maintain that voice because nobody sounds like Michael Jackson. Mm -mm. And he knew that, and that's why he maintained that, because he wanted to sound different. The music itself is, it's, it's all the same blueprint. It's all the same blueprint. You can, you know, you can listen to an Usher song, a Michael Jackson song, a Justin Timberlake song. It's all the same thing, and it's regurgitated. The same topics are regurgitated over and over and over and over again. It's just, it's all the same. And, you know, same thing with rap. Same thing with rap people. You know, you get a good rapper who's going to, they're like, they're like a blues singer. They, they speak on their life. And so you're really attracted to the lyricism mm -hmm. instead of just their voice or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, you hear someone like Biggie Smalls who had that presence, like that amazing presence where he just, you know, he owned the track, you know. Um, but... Again, someone like Biggie or Jay Z, Eminem, it's it's all they're they're for the most part, they're documenting what they went through. For the most part. Mm -hmm. And so that's like watching a documentary. But a documentary doesn't necessarily mean that's good for you. Like here in America we're obsessed with knowledge. Knowledge, knowledge, knowledge. Too much information isn't necessarily a good thing. That was my first tattoo. It takes you away from your real self in order to get to your real self this inner peace that we speak of you have to empty you have to become nothing and another metaphor is the flute in the east one of the big metaphors is the reed flute the reed is a plant they cut it they take it and they cut holes in it and they make a flute and the whole metaphor this is big in, in the Sufi tradition is that the flute the reed is the human and in order to get the beautiful music you have to empty the flute is empty it's hollow and then they say the sound of God comes through it that's the metaphor so we have to become a flute and it's hard to do when we're, we're full of junk we're full of toxicity from the music, from the food, from the TV shows, from the YouTube. We need to get this stuff out, and the only way to do it is to stop putting it in. It's to stop putting it in, to stop intaking it so that it can be released. And that's hard for a lot of people. 
And it was hard for me. I can give up meat and dairy and all that stuff, but music. You like your music. But think about this. But I, I can enjoy, I like all music though, so I can enjoy you know the flutes and all that stuff. Sure. When the time is right. Sure. It's kind of like when I went to my and when I went to the ashram for the first time. Back in 2012. You know, I had my iPod. They had iPods back then. <laughs> they didn't really play music from the phone back then. iPods they, back then. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't seem like that long ago, but yeah, it was. Yeah. Wow. They didn't integrate it into the phones. They yet. didn't have any tapes. Yeah. So, tape player. You know, I, I would, you know, I would drift off and do my workout, and I was listening to, of course, my music. Mm-hmm. It was either rap or some sort of Guns and Roses, whatever it took, to get a sweat, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and then I would take it off, and I'd go on with my day. And there's yoga, and there's meditation, and you're around all these beautiful people from all over the world, who are there for spiritual reasons and it's just like I almost I felt like I was wasting my time with my music it brought it down to reality because when you leave the society you get a taste Mm -hmm. you get a taste of not being in the society and once you get that taste it's hard to go back and it's the same with reading you know, you read a graphic novel, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey mm. is different than the, da- you know, the Tao Te Ching, you know. <laughs> so, uh, pornography as well. Um, when someone watches pornography, they're putting these images in their head. And once the images are in their head, these images can resurface anytime, any day. And what's that going to do? It stimulates the body. It's what they call horniness and of course the word horniness comes from hormones but it's also a metaphor of the devil horns so it's 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 like this (laughs) kind of a evil word in a way and it's a possession so we're right back to that word possession we keep being possessed by because your mind it's gonna think about it why wouldn't it and it, this ruins our sexual experience because now we're trying to live up to what we're seeing. It's almost like listening to a lot of Jay-Z and Rick Ross and now you're like, you know, if you don't get a, May- a Maybach or a Ferrari <laughs> and you're not blinged out, you're a failure. Mm-hmm. You failed in life. You've been corrupted. You know, now I'm a Jay-Z fan, but I- I'm just... You know, this goes back to what I've been saying episode after episode with the difference between the Eastern and the Western world. And in, in the Western world, it's, all, it's about money and military and celebrities. Money, military, celebrities. And they're hypnotizing us on purpose. They don't want you to have the inner peace. Because if you have the inner peace, you lose your ambition. And if you lose your ambition... How are you going to stay in the rat race? Mm. What's going to make you get up tomorrow morning and go to work so you can put food on your table without a little bit of ambition? So you got motivation. Because even if you don't like your job, you have motivation because I have to make this money. Mm-hmm. I have to pay for rent and I have to put food on the table. I have a daughter. You're in the rat race. Mm-hmm. And every day, 
circle, cycle, cycle, cycle. It's called the rat race. But if you lose yourself or what you thought was yourself, that motivation goes away. And that makes you liberated. And that means the society. And homeless. <laughs> <laughs> and homeless. And bro broke, homeless, and very hungry. No, because <laughs> existence will always take care of you. The universe is looking. If I could have it my way, I would be on an island in a grass skirt and coconut bra <laughs> in a tent, like, you know, riding a horse around if sure. I need to get somewhere. Sure. If you lose the ambition, if you lose the motivation, most people would translate that as like depression. Mm -hmm. No. There is a hurtful process you go through because you're losing the ice cube. You remember the metaphor I gave with the ice cube? Mm -hmm. You're losing the ice cube your whole life. You thought you were an ice cube. <laughs> but you're really just oxygen, hydrogen. Mm -hmm. So now you're melting. And you have no desire to go back in the freezer. And the society can't control you anymore because you're out of the rat race. So in order to do that, we have to do clean living. One of the C's, one of the seven C's. And that includes getting off of the lyrical music, getting off of the television, getting off of the anything that's not serving your mind, that's giving you images. Now, you could always come back, but there needs to be a detox process. Like, I came back to sports. Because I said, look, I need a little bit of entertainment. Mm -hmm. What do I want my entertainment to be? I said, sports is perfect. I grew up on it. I like it. It's not that toxic. You're just you're watching a game. You're watching men or women try to beat each other in something. And uh, football, which is my favorite, is a lot of teamwork. So there's a, there's a community experience there with football. You know, and so um, it's violent in a sense, but it's not mafia violent. Mm -hmm. It's not hood violent. It's competitively violent because it's good to have some entertainment. I stepped away from the music that I listened to mm -hmm. for a long time because mm -hmm. I was all into electronic music for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Stop trying to take my music away. It's not nice. <laughs> if, if somebody told me that I wouldn't listen to rap anymore, I, yeah, there's no way I'd believe it. Yeah. You don't ever listen to it? Not even Joe Budden? Well, he's retired. So, his old music. No, I haven't listened to any, any Joey. This music stays with us. Mm -hmm. And rap is lyrical. I mean, good rap is lyrical. Mm -hmm. You know, and these lyrics, they, they come right back. Allow me to reintroduce myself. Boom, the song comes right on. Everyone can repeat it. <laughs> and at the concert, the artist can take the mic away from their mouth and the whole crowd can recite the song. Mm -hmm. Isn't that hypnotism? <laughs> my, my father and my mother too, but mostly my father, like 
on Saturday mornings growing up, I would wake up to him playing the guitar and singing, and and it was mostly like Santana and stuff like that, which is not a lot of lyrics. It's right. more guitar. You got it. And you know, you know. So that's like a. Absolutely. I just grew up with music. So. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing wrong with instruments. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with instruments. Everyone should play one. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest bands of all time. One of the reasons I think they're considered the greatest band, why people love them, is because it's not too lyrical. It was more musical. And that was Led Zeppelin. Oh, I love Led Zeppelin. They would make these like eight minute songs. Mm-hmm. Mostly with instruments, yeah. All these long bridges mm-hmm. and these like the way they're doing the music. Yeah, and like that. That's not bad, right? It's not as bad as, you know, Lady Gaga, no. But let's not try to think of it as bad or good, you know. It just is. And it's corrupting yeah like it's chris, part of the chris brown song comes out it's really. part of it's part of the culture yeah and the whole culture is to hypnotize you and make you a fan of the song and, and the then person. and then the person and then what happens is the westerner falls in love <laughs> with the celebrity in the east the easterner falls in love with the guru my friend from India, mm-hmm. that there's a celebrity over there that they like a lot, and a couple of them actually, but one of them was named Gia. Mm-hmm. Do you know who that is? No, oh. but I know they have Bollywood, so yeah. th- there is an yeah. aspect. Yeah, did that. <laughs> right, right. Well, like I said on an earlier podcast, the, the West is corrupting the East. Yeah. But if you go back... Just 50 years ago, mm-hmm. it was different. But what I'm saying is, is here, people, you know, if if Justin Timberlake walked into a mall, people would faint. It's like that here and not there because of our culture and having so many different We're hypnotized. Cultures. No, we're hypnotized. Yeah. We're hypnotized. Yep. We, we look at somebody. Idolize. And we idolize them. We, we see this with Nipsey Hussle, who recently mm. was murdered. Oh, yeah, I didn't even know who he was before. And people are idolizing him on social media, mm-hmm. but they're not paying any attention to their local mm-hmm. heroes are still alive. who are still alive right. and are doing exactly what he did or, or mm-hmm. more. Yeah, people get more famous after they die. People get more famous after they die. Same with gurus. Yeah. And um, but in the East, when somebody falls in love with a guru, they pay their respects by touching their feet. Mm-hmm. They get on the ground and they touch their feet. Do I touch your feet, Kevin? No. They. Uh, <laughs> it's a different experience, but in the West, people just go nuts. Mm-hmm. They want autographs. They want pictures. They faint. Some people yeah. faint. Yeah, I never understood that whole thing. They're just people that have a talent. I mean, they can't walk around without security. You know? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they got the psychos that want to kill them and stuff, too. Well, they get mobbed. They get mobbed. They can't go to the mall. Tom Cruise can't go to the mall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you imagine that? You know, Brad Pitt can't just go to a regular movie. Yeah. Their lives are completely different. Mm-hmm. It's hypnotism. And it's worse now because we have more media. Mm-hmm more media now you can go to a celebrity's instagram Mm -hmm. and learn everything about them Mm 
Yeah. Dwayne Johnson's real, wrote the blueprint. Kevin Hart's into that too. Dwayne Johnson is a brand like Coca-Cola is a brand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Movies hire him. They don't care if he can act or not. <laughs> they hire him because he promotes mm-hmm. and he's a brand name. He brings, he puts butts in seats. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's about. Butts and <laughs> seats. <laughs> money and you gotta you gotta make people fans in order to do that look at i know look at all the youtube people that are becoming famous sure have no talent or and then there's a bunch of people on youtube that have a ton of talent that aren't sure there's a lot of health gurus out there Mm -hmm. you know it's what inspired me to get it a lot of a big reason why i got into becoming a health practitioner was yeah i'm gonna have my health channel and i'm gonna you know, I was already a radio personality, so getting on the video is not a problem. And, you know, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do recipes. What's that with the, the Apple songs? The Apple songs, yeah. <laughs> I made songs. I did, I did all sorts of things. But uh, what happens is, too, is when we engulf in that journey, you're hit head-to-head with results because everything is quantitative. You see the views. You see the likes. So every day you're like, oh, I got to do better. It takes us out from who we really are. Yeah. But social media in general is bad news. I mean, it's the gift and the curse. Because you could follow a guru that's going to help your life. You know, a spiritual teacher that's going to take you to the top. You could follow someone um, that helps you with your health such as myself, (laughs) and you follow their recipes and you follow their protocols and it takes you to the top. But most people don't do that. The average person is just flipping through, looking at their favorite celebrities, um, looking at their favorite models, their favorite porn stars, learning about the, you know, behind the curtain, so to speak. And, uh, but... It's it's almost like an extension of television. What television used to be. It's a different type of program. A different type of hypnosis. But the worst part about social media is our ego automatically compares. So now we're comparing ourselves with others. Even your loved ones. Your cousin goes on a, a trip. <laughs> a family vacation to Disney World. And you don't have the money to go to Disney World. So you see their pictures and you're like, why them and not me? Even if you don't say it, you think it or you feel it. We're in this state of comparing. We're in this state of greediness. The ego automatically does this. That's why we automatically want to post our successes. Look at weight loss. Look, we're in a fitness revolution right now. The last 10 years are all about the six-pack abs. And for women, it's all about the big booties. And you see it on Instagram or social media in general. Everyone's got to show their abs. and Ladies got to show their booty. And it's not necessarily, in a, I'm not talking about in a sexual way. They're just showing off their accomplishment. You see weight loss stories. Somebody does the split screen, right? They got the them at 300 pounds and then you got them at 170 pounds and they do the before and after and they're showing it off and they're using that to motivate themselves and they want people to pat them on the back and say nice job or 
This is all ego. And once you understand how the ego works, then you can fully wrap your head around it. And, and we can stop using the word ego as a slang word once we understand that it's based on importance, identity, and control. And we'll do another episode on that. But uh, social media is a way to magnify people's egos and we don't even realize that that's happening. We take pictures of everything. We share everything. I'm reminded of, of something that happened to me a few years ago. Um, I was I was doing my workout. I have a home gym and it's basically a living room that was converted to a gym. And so there's windows. So, you know, I'm doing my workout and I, I, I glance out the window and there's a chipmunk right outside the window and he's chilling. He has no recollection that I'm right behind him. I'm basically a foot away from him. And I've never seen a chipmunk. I've seen chipmunks up close, but they're running away, you know. But this was an opportunity to really experience a chipmunk just sitting there chilling. He was eating something. Uh, what an opportunity. And what did I do? Automatically, without even thinking, like a robot, I whipped out my phone and I went to take a picture. And I stopped myself and I said, no, forget the picture. I'm ruining the experience by taking a picture. What am I taking a picture for? What do I want to take a video for and put it on my Instagram stories? For what? Who am I trying to show off to? <laughs> ah, we got to stay in the present moment. We got to stay with the centered mind. And, and social media is taking us away from that because we want to post everything that happens to us. We're documenting our lives because we think we're important. It's a, it's a transition, Tina. It's a really big transition, but it's worth it. it what about, you feel it. What about removing toxic people out of your life? I've sure. Oh, that, yeah. And some of them are my family members. I'm glad you brought that up. That's, that's definitely a part of it. Mm -hmm. Sure. Sometimes you have to remove someone from your life. Mm -hmm. You know? You don't necessarily have to be mean to them, but you just... Kind of just distance. Yeah, put some distance in between it, you know? Sometimes you might be forced to tell them why. Mm -hmm. Just remember that they're hypnotized. <laughs> they're yeah. they're in the culture. They're in the society. Yeah, you, you can't have toxicity around you. So it's, it's even more than just your entertainment. And I would also say it's your job, too. If you don't like your job, you have to get out of it, okay? You have to. Um, if you're somewhere in the middle where you don't love it, but you don't despise it either, that might be something you can, you know, you can hang on to it and just supplement with hobbies and stuff like that, stuff you love. But if you despise your job or it's just really stressful, you have to get out. It's not worth it because you're just stuck in the rat race and you're doing something that you don't like and it's, it's wearing on you and that's not clean. That's dirty. So I think that concludes the fourth of the seven C's, which is clean living. And uh, we just have to remember that it's it's a lifestyle change and you got to go slowly <laughs> and transition out of this stuff. You know, we got to change the way we eat. We got to change the way uh, we intake entertainment. We got to change the people we have around us. We got to change our job maybe even. We just, we have to transition off of all this stuff in order to get the inner peace 
and obtain a blissful state and get to a point where you're going to live a really, really joyful life with lots of compassion and lots of acceptance. So thank you, Tina, for being with me today. And uh, the next episode will be, or the next two episodes will be um, catharsis and charity. Those are the next two C's. So I'm looking forward to talking about that. Uh, Be sure to subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends. And of course, go to drreese.com. That's doctor spelled out. And you got links to all the podcasts. It's not just this podcast. And there's free webinars up on the website that you can view. And I promise you it's clean. (laughs) And uh, of course, my books are there and all sorts of information. So I look forward to talking to you soon. Walk with peace. Thanks for listening to Inner Peace with Dr. Reese. If this episode opened your heart, feel free to share on social media and tell your loved ones. Also, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, may peace be with you.